I'm Vince Roca. Did he say venti mocha? And I'm Michael Hutchinson. And you're listening to Convinced. <laughs> My sound effects that I got prepared specifically for uh, this podcast. Well, it reminded me of London there. The, the, the London, uh, which goes back to your summer. So, uh, which I think eventually we're going to get there. Um, and I still have uh, audio of the Olympics. Uh, but I have all sorts of... All sorts of cool sounds. <laughs> then maybe I'll, I'll get to use at some point. Um, so where were we? You, uh, where the hell were we? Uh, let's see. Dark Knight. If I saw, if, if, I, if I read about it. Dark Knight. Yeah. And why you're wearing two shirts when it's hot. Oh, because I just took off my shirt. You asked me why I was wearing two shirts. Um, I started, I, don't, I sweat a lot. I don't, I you would think that I was, I think I'm like a 400 pound person living in a 200 pound person. Um, I think I've often told you my story that I have, you know, sweaty ass syndrome, monkey butt, <laughs> anti monkey butt. I don't, monkey butt is, it, that's not sweaty ass. Monkey butt I think is, isn't that stinky ass or something? No, it's a, it's a powder you can buy. Anti monkey butt. Oh, you're, Oh, wait a minute. That's what you use. Right? Yeah, I love this stuff. You put it in your uh, in your sh- in your underwear, or what do you what do you do? You with dust mon- the nuts with it. You dust your nuts with monkey butt. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta dust the nuts. Uh, it's like uh, talcum powder or something. Yeah, it's uh, it's talc and calamine. But that doesn't what, that doesn't stop you from sweating. No, but it stops all the friction from the sweat. I don't have a problem. Absorbs some of it. So you should try it. I don't have a problem with the friction. It's my my back sweats. And, you know, it trickles down and I get ass sweats. I just don't fucking it, – and it's not It's not even like – at so least you like a sweatband for the midsection? That's what I, I need. I need like a belt <laughs> that is uh, – just terry, terry cloth. cloth. Yeah. Absorbs all that. So I got tired of my uh, shirts getting ruined because of the armpit. Uh, I started doing – I did some investigation on uh, antiperspirant deodorants and stuff like that, uh, which – you know, I got in, I had shirts that were ruined. And I was trying to figure out how do you get this waxy, waxy substance out, substance out, which apparently you can't. People try all sorts of stuff, lemon water and various things, and it just stays. And you would think that uh, one of these uh, detergent companies would come up with a way of getting pit stains out of T-shirts. Um, uh, but someone had suggested that it was actually the antiperspirant that causes it, uh, and. It's not your sweat, but it's that crap that rubs off on your shirt. Uh, so I changed deodorants, um, and I don't know. That didn't really work. And what do you do? I mean, what do you, I mean, you buy a deodorant, and you're going to use it for, I don't know, a month or whatever. I don't know how long deodorant lasts. I buy them in five packs, and I just I never pay attention to how, when they run out. Twice a year you go off and, and buy some? I think it's more than that. I don't. I would say probably. I'd say you probably use a stick a month. I, I don't know. <laughs> so if you buy a five pack, that's still almost five months, that's right? So still almost two. But even if you bought one, you would use it for a month, and then you would move on to the next one. I mean, how do you properly evaluate deodorants? Um, it's kind of hard. It's not like yeah, it, it is. And and uh, um, you're you, you know you would have to wear the same shirt. You'd have to buy like five shirts, five deodorants, and wear that same shirt with that one deodorant to see the results to actually test this. Uh, so I guess you just ask friends or you just, whatever, buy a coupon and go with that deodorant. Uh, so I started wearing undershirts um, to uh, keep – so there was a double layer there uh, to keep the sweat away from ruining my shirts. And the Ryan Seacrest V-neck is the way you went? Uh, the reason, well, yeah, I went with the V-neck, which <laughs> Ryan Seacrest V-neck. Well, most people don't see it. I happen to take it off, take off my overshirt now because it was hot in here. Um, but the V-neck is so you didn't see the undershirt when the overshirt is on it. It, it then it's out of the way. You just see the collar of the overshirt, um, and then the undershirt could absorb the sweat and whatever. All would be well. Although there has been a couple of work sites. Where like uh, I was tasked that day with working with crawling under uh, editing consoles and wiring stuff, and um, it was you know in warm rooms, 
uh, where I was like, the hell with it. And I, you know, was walking around the post-production facility in my undershirt. <laughs> like, it's too friggin' hot. They you're, don't care. You're going to make, they don't. And you're going to make me work. I need to work. Uh, and it gets even worse because I put my, like, Aunt Jemima bandana on to pull my hair back. <laughs> so I got this bandana and this undershirt. Um, and I could just ghetto in, there. Yeah. You just imagine what people think. Um, so that's why I'm wearing an undershirt to, uh, cause I have sweaty back and sweaty ass and sweaty pit syndrome and to collect it. Um, that's just the thought. And then you can wring it out and at the end of the day and it's awesome. Uh, so you're at vacation, you're in, uh, you're in Parker, Arizona and, uh, dark night. And what else happened in Parker? A lot of drunkenness. Yeah. Um, not necessarily always us, but just in general, we met so many people out there who were just totally drunk. We had one, uh, we met these, uh, there was two couples and they had like four kids. All of them were about 19, 20 ish. Um, fantastic. Two girls who were oh, three girls. There's three girls and two guys. And the, the three girls were, were really hot. And the, the two guys, and one of them, it was their birthday. He was just going to be 20. So they decided it was going to be Jack day. Why Jack? I don't know. Cause they're like, oh, cause they're 20. Well, it was actually the parents who decided it was going to be Jack day for them. So they bought these huge bottles of Jack. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You have two couples of older parents with children, with children, who 19 to 20 years 19 old. 20, yeah. Oh, I thought it was 19 to 20 year old parents with, uh, kids. No, no these are. Okay. So uh, two couples went out there. Yeah, so they're and they brought four kids. They're late. They're probably late forties. Okay, and they brought four kids who were like twenty years old. Yeah, no, five kids. You said three girls and two. Yeah, guys. there's three girls. And two three guys. hot uh, hot girls and two guys. Okay, and the parents decided it was going to be Jack Day it, for the yeah. twenty year olds. Yeah. Okay. Because it was his birthday, his twenty birthday. So mm-hmm. they bought the big bottles of Honey Jack, and they had, I think regular Jack also. So we saw them down at the sandbar. Totally wasted. Mm-hmm. The the parents were. The mom um, yeah, wears a bikini. She has a pretty good body. She's going up to, like, all the kids who are 18, like, hanging on them and stuff like that. All right. Uh, later on in the afternoon, as, as it's winding down, you know, dad is – well, mom and dad are both passed out on the boat. Uh-huh. Uh, he, we were watching him. He's trying to get into the boat, and his, like, belly's on the boat, and his hands are over like he was reaching for something, passed out. Okay. Like, like he just didn't make it into passing out. So we're talking to the girl. The girl actually works at uh, the Playboy Mansion. She does something down there. So like I said, she's, one, she's a really cute girl. The 19-year-old? Uh, yeah, I think she's 19. Okay. It's her boyfriend's birthday. Okay. And she also, works at Playboy Mansion. She works at the Playboy Mansion. Cool. I, I forget what it is she does. But Did you make friends? Is she Facebook friends with you now? Uh, she isn't. Actually, I could, though, because we have the other guy's phone number. So we could get Pick the wrong weird. people to become Facebook friends with. You should pick her. I, well, I, I guess I should have, huh? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, she's Whatever. she's telling the story about that. And you know how 19-year-old stories are with <laughs> yeah. Playboy Mansion where it is, you know. You, well, you I, don't I, even I, have to. I was a caterer there for two hours before I had to leave. But I worked at the Playboy Mansion. I don't know what the real story is there. What? You were? No. I could say. That's her 19, story. Well, I, I don't know what oh. her real story is. But, you know, your stories change because it makes it sound better. Yeah, I'm an employee of the playboy mansion where oh and it turns out she yeah I see. she's embellished on the story is yeah. what you're saying so i don't know i right. mean she was definitely really cute right um yeah. but she wouldn't if i mean she said she was an employee which she said she worked there yeah but i don't know what that means all right yeah you never know the truth right and you, and it's talking to an 18 or 19 year old is a mind fuck yeah <laughs> exactly especially when they're drinking <laughs> So anyway, yeah, so, you know, the, the parents are passed out, and someone says something to her about, hey, your parents are kind of cool. And she's like, no, they're not. <laughs> they're like, what? I mean, you know, they're, they're partying with you, having a time. She's like, yeah, look at my mom. She thinks she's 14. And look at my dad, total drunk. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> this is a very self-aware 19-year-old. This is the one who works at the Playboy Mansion? This is the one who works at the Playboy Mansion. So maybe she and we're like, well, how are you going to get over? And they were, uh, luckily, over at the casino. So they had to just go from the sandbar to the casino, which is, you know, it's a no-wake zone. Right. So it's not like... They're not going to harm, hopefully not harm any. Even if they run into somebody, right. it's not going to hurt anything because no one's going you fast. Shouldn't, you're, uh, uh, driving a boat under the influence is the same as a DUI. Yes, it is. Uh, and uh, comes with the same effects. You lose your license and all that sort of stuff. So you shouldn't drive drunk. That's but right, the SR-22 and all that kind of fun stuff, yeah. Right. But going between those two locations is uh, not far. Um, 
and so I, I see what you're saying. That yeah, so she was able to drive the boat because we're like, you know, there's plenty of us around. She, we're the 19-year-old? Like, the 19-year-old. Right. We're like, are you sure? She's like, I have to drive the boat all the time. I'm fine. So <laughs> was she not drunk? She was drinking, but she wasn't as drunk as her parents. Okay. I think she just wanted to... I don't even think they were making it back to the hotel room. I think Dad was just passed out there overnight. Uh-huh. I don't think they bothered getting him out of the boat. Did this make you feel sorry for your children when you and your wife get drunk and force them to drive the boat? No, well, I've never gotten that drunk. Never? Never. Never gotten that drunk to where you're passed out? Nope. Not Well, not well. One. I don't know. I, I mean. I don't think I. Well, let's see. There's probably been three times in my life that I've been really drunk, but not when I'm out there. I, oh, I you mean just senses. when you're out there, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, and okay, so there's also these. They they but before that, these two girls, or three girls, sorry, super hot girls, right? And they're, right. they're talking to these guys who have like this 35 foot foot uh, eliminator boat, right? Right. And they're talking, hey, I want to go for a ride, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Well. For whatever reason, the boat takes off with the two guys and these hot girls. And it's all a boat, boat a guy, 35-foot Excalibur, or the Eliminator, Eliminator sorry, has, yeah. the, you know, has two or three guys on it. And they end up taking these two guys on a ride on this boat. And they leave, like, the hot girls behind. I'm like, uh, okay, that's kind of weird. Uh, that's what they were <laughs> interested in. <laughs> okay, whatever. All right. So I thought that was pretty weird. Uh, pretty funny, though. So the three girls stayed behind. The three girls did. Did you get to see any of the three girls naked? No. This is a boring story. (laughs) Where's this story going? Just about the drunk parents. I thought it was funny. All right. But they were just so drunk. Like like it was the 19-year-old who had to take care of the the parents. No. (laughs) Sorry. No nudity there. Um, Okay. So anything else interesting? Keyword there is interesting that happened. That wasn't interesting? No, not really. (laughs) I mean, we... Talked about Playboy Mansion a little bit. Well, exactly. Um, um, let's see. Ever been, I've been in the mansion twice. You know that. Have you I, ever yeah, been I have not been to the mansion yet. So I've I guess the mansion I twice or three. I think I've been three times actually. Because have <laughs> called and invited you. So, no, hey, we, we got to. No, not at all. Although I, I still lay claim that I had uh, dinner with Hef because uh, at bar one he was eating at the booth next to us as I was eating. He was eating, I was eating, we were in the same room, we had dinner Back together. in the day, yeah, yeah. bar run, one days, yeah. Bar one, Doheny and Sunset. But, uh, no, two times I was at the mansion for charity events, and one time I was there because uh, I met a guy who worked there and uh, got a tour. And that's usually the way to do it. He was like, uh, what did he do? He, he set up um, the buffet the, the, uh, when they had big catering events. Uh, it, he wasn't a waiter, but he set up the tables and uh, the c- tablecloths and placemats and all that sort of stuff. Uh, so through him, I got a tour of the mansion, uh, the wife and I. And Good story. Yeah, it was a fascinating, just a fascinating story. And there's not really At least really mine much, had beautiful women. Well, mine did too. Um, and some cool birds and some monkeys that we fed. Uh, we got to go into the grotto. But, yeah, there's nothing terribly, terribly exciting about my mansion stories other than I've been there. Um, there's an organ built into the wall. What kind of organ are you referring to? <laughs> an actual <laughs> organ. There's an organ that's built into the Playboy Mansion that's actually, you know, you know how they, whatever, they build organs into buildings, like churches and stuff. And there's one that's built into the wall. Um, and the other the only real fascinating thing about the mansion is uh, – uh, nothing has changed since 1970. All the uh, they store uh, yards and yards and yards of uh, uh, the fabric for like the couch and the pillows and all that sort of stuff. And if anything gets worn out or gets a hole in it, uh, there is a team of people whose job it is to recover it in exactly the same material that it originally had. So you walk into the mansion today, it looks exactly like it did in 1970. Couch is the same. The, the pillows, the throw pillows are the same. All that stuff is the same. Do they still have curtains, TVs, the old uh, tube-style TVs, or have they updated well, those? When I was there, uh, he does uh, movie night every, I think it's every Friday night. He shows movies to the, his friends, and they have a drop-down screen. Uh, and they did have an old, old 35-millimeter projector. And I don't mean old like it was antique display. I mean old like 1970s 35-millimeter projector. Um, although these days I imagine that movie night in the mansion is probably projected digitally. So they they 
there's probably someone who's in charge of you know that sort of technology stuff. But Hef doesn't like his world to change, um, which is sort of cool. I mean, I don't know. Little Aspergers. Yeah, that might be. I mean, the, the most uh, uh, whatever creative people tend to lean to be autistic or uh, they're on the spectrum. Yeah, that's they're for on sure. the spectrum. That's that's the right word. Speaking of which, I have Playboy somewhere around here with Jenny McCarthy in it. Um, I figured you'd get a kick out of seeing her naked, um, just because you know she's such an Asper- Asperger's quack. You could you know see her. <laughs> her bits. son is cured. Her son is cured. Her of, son is cured uh, because autism. Of, that's right. Because of vegetables or something. Gluten free. Is that it? Gluten. He is gluten free. So. Gluten causes uh, autism, it according does. to her. And and you can get rid of it if you go gluten free. Okay. So it has nothing to do with the millions of dollars she spent on behaviorists and and schooling and stuff like that. No, it's gluten free. So, uh, are you saying that she corrected the behavior? Yes. Is that it? With that's the, what that's what behaviorists do. They correct. So behavior. our kid still has autism. He just uh, doesn't behave that way. Is that? Yeah, you, it's he knows. What is that behaviors. possible? Can you take a Can you take a uh, retarded person and we don't uh, use the word retarded anymore. <laughs> I use the word retarded, but you're not supposed so I think to. It's a good word. Uh, intellectually disabled intellectually disabled that is the new word um but it's more than intellect uh because it's uh functionally and uh then that's all to do with your intellect does it your functions isn't it your way of thinking intellect yeah intellect i guess right it's a way of thinking that's what they say the new word is because retarded has got the bad rap yeah so now if you say that but ID is going to come up to be the same thing. Quit being an id. You know, it's going to be. Oh, because now you've shortened it to intellectually disabled id. It's, it's, going, to be, it's going to be So an you ID. won't be able to call kids or call people ids anymore. That'll be politically incorrect. Uh, exactly. Right? That's why I kind of revert back to retard. Because, like, no matter what you get to, it's not. It's going to be the wrong word anyway. That's so, like window liquor. We might. No, window liquor. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> might as well drop the word. That, uh, at one of your. Uh, barbecues or gatherings. Uh, <laughs> you had a teacher friend there, uh, and she about died when I started talking about retards. <laughs> I walked into the room drinking my hand. <laughs> I said, like, I just laid out a paragraph about something about uh, retarded people, <laughs> and then I walked away. <laughs> and my wife was left with her, and I think the woman was just like, You married him? <laughs> anyway, it was funny. Um, so, uh, yeah, whatever. So, retards and Playboy Mansion and back to you. <laughs> uh, you went you, – you, you were in Parker. Nothing interesting apparently happened. And, no, and my buddy Brian came out. Right. And, uh, now we're starting to move on to the next we're phase. We're moving on to – yeah. So well, Brian I mean, there's interesting out. stuff. It's just not that – I don't know. It's, I mean we, we got drunk and, and met a bunch of friends and stuff like that. But yeah, it wasn't anything like – Interesting things involve nudity or – uh, objects going in and out of various orifices. Yeah, no, no drill does this time. No, no drill does. <laughs> Even you know, um, I was I was listening to an interview of, with Johnny Knoxville, an old interview on Howard Stern. He was talking uh, about the release of Jackass One, which is uh, like nine years ago, uh, and he was talking about if you remember Jackass One, they uh, put a car, a, a little toy Hot Wheel in. Is it, I think it's Bam Marge's ass, yeah. and then they go in and get an x-rayed. Uh, and uh, Johnny and Howard had concluded that uh, uh, the whole basis of Jackass and what is funny is things going in and out of guys' asses. And, and being kicked in the nuts. Or getting, being kicked in the nuts. The two things that guys are so are, are most fearful of when put on film we laugh hysterically about. <laughs> Uh, and the Hot Wheel in his ass is pretty funny from that movie. <laughs> so, Brian, your your buddy Brian from Las Vegas now came down. Which, well, yeah, because well, I uh, he used to live in Texas. Well, he's, he lives in Houston, Texas now. Uh, what was he doing in Vegas? Uh, he was just on vacation. And then it, he decided to, to well, skirt his vacation. because I had to. Well, let's backtrack a little bit. I came home to pack. To get all my stuff, and I was going. I was going to come home. Before Came home from Parker and left get, your wife in Parker. To left, yeah, left the wife in right. Parker. I was going to pack and then leave from Los Angeles and go to Europe. 
mm-hmm. because I'm on standby ticket, I can leave from anywhere. Right. So my buddy Brian's like, hey, I'm going to be in Vegas, and he wanted to see the river. So I ended up driving down late Tuesday night, packed up, left Friday morning, back up to the river, and Brian met me there um, Saturday. Then he was going to drive me up to Vegas, and I was just going I just left from Vegas to New York and then New York to, to London. Right. So anyway, he came down. We right. partied a lot. Then we ended up going to Vegas and found a place, the Cat House, which is uh, five hours, $25 all you can drink. You paid a 20, one fee and then <laughs> for five hours? Five hours all you can drink. So Wow. That's so I highly recommend that because it it's, it's well drinks and beer. It's, so it's, beer a, and wine. it's an alcoholic buffet. It is. Is that what they bill it as? They did. Well, they should, shouldn't they? But yeah. no, it's just a, I forget what they said. It's just, but it is, it's a. What a brilliant idea. Really? I mean, you know, an alcoholic buffet. Uh, uh, I, I, we got our money's worth. You can, uh, well, but you didn't. I bet that, I mean, at the end of the night, I'm still, I'm sure they still made well, a buck. Well, yeah, because we're drinking well, you know, I was doing rum and Cokes and I'm sure the well rum is what Rico something or whatever, you know, it's some off the wall brand, but overall, if I was buying those rum and Cokes, they'd be. I'd be what six to eight dollars a piece. But if you were making them at home, the actual cost of the liquor well, is going to be a lot less. It'd be a twenty dollar bottle or whatever. Is there? Do you have waitresses there? Are you tipping anybody? You know, I wasn't sure about that. I wasn't sure how that worked. Uh, I did leave her. I left her like five bucks at the end of the night because so, it's all you can drink. So I wasn't sure. It's a bartender. You walk up and you. Just, Oh, okay. There, there aren't any waitresses then. You have to go to the bar. Yeah, I went to the bar. And okay, they, that makes they sense. They would give you drink tickets, but I think that was because it was a pay bar also. So you had, Oh, you didn't have to do the 25 No, you, you could just go and, and buy drinks. Hmm. Or you can – so they give you free drink tickets, so every time you got a free drink, so that way the till would work out right, I'm assuming. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess if they had a cash bar. Right. But why have a cash bar? Like, it, because hmm. some people don't want to spend 25 bucks for one drink. Hmm. Uh, oh, well, I guess that's true. Yeah, because I guess if you're creating an alcohol buffet, you're sort of just – you're really catering to just the alcoholics. Yeah, but if someone wants to come in and just has a beer and yeah, you know, hang out sense. or whatever, you know, pay five bucks and leave. So really it's a bad business decision. It's like – it is like a buffet because, you know, you go into a buffet and you just see fat people. So if you had a, a restaurant, a bar that was an alcoholic buffet, you'd get, every time you walked in, people would just be hammered. Yeah. Pay their <laughs> – Bums would collect twenty five bucks and go in there and just fucking drink for five hours straight. Um, All right, cool. So uh, the alcoholic buffet, which was a great business idea and turned out to be a bad one. No, I think it'd still be a good idea. I don't know because you can still have your cash bar, but you do the buffet. You know, like you said, you're doing. You're still making money off the deal, but you're really just attracting like. I, I, actually, what I envisioned when you but you're attracting it, people into a place that normally doesn't have much. Well, a, a restaurant, this was actually this was at the Luxor. The a, cat house is in the Luxor. A, uh, a a restaurant that is a buffet does not have food by it. You pay the buffet fee. That's mm-hmm. it. There's no like, oh, I don't want the buffet. Um, I just want uh, you know a salad. You pay one fee and that's it. So. I was envisioning a business model where, like, here in Hollywood, you open up a bar, and it's just 25 bucks to get in, and it's all you could drink. And then, you know, there was dancing and whatever. Uh, but, yeah, the waitresses would never make any tips, uh, and then people would come and just get hammered. So I don't know. They might make tips. I mean, because you, if you have a waitress if I, had I a waitress, if I had a waitress bringing me something, I would have tipped her out all the time. Right. You could have all you could eat or all you could drink buffet, but then actually have a, a menu. Uh, where people could then order whatever, like finger foods, fries, things like that, and then you would be. Well, you have an, you can have an open bar also. I mean, because not everyone was going to pay the the money to get in to you know. But people. I'm saying that that would be my world. Is the bar would be uh, just an entrance fee, and then it's all you could drink once you were inside. Anyway, so you're at the cat house, all you could drink, and uh, and then some lesbians showed up. No, actually, I no lesbians on this one. No. But the guy, the guy whose wife owns a pirate boat in Baltimore, I met this guy who she owns a pirate boat in Baltimore. There's no nudity there, but um, you you didn't meet the wife. No, I met the wife. Okay. She was there also. But I so met you, this guy who, uh-huh. who hopefully will fund our film. Oh, okay. Is, he's he's interested. Does it have to be about pirates? No. Oh, okay. No, he just uh, we were just talking. He is is he's like, hey, my wife owns. They live in Florida. Uh huh. She was a house home home maker keeper type, you know, 
right. with her kids or whatever. Not, we they can't decided, figure out what the PC word for exactly. that is. Exactly. We can call her a housewife, a homemaker, a <laughs> domestic engineer. A, a dom- she's a domestic she's engineer. She's a do- domestic engineer and decided she wanted to do something. So she bought a pirate boat in Baltimore and now has a pirate boat in Baltimore, but they live in Florida. She has a crew. She said she's on the phone every, every day with them, but she owns a pirate boat in Baltimore. Seems like such an odd investment. Doesn't it? <laughs> I assume we're talking about like in San Diego, there's a pirate boat. Yeah. Uh, so that's what we're talking about. Right? Yeah. You, you know, you have parties on it. It cruises right. around the harbor or whatever, right. that kind of thing. Yeah. Right. And then, and everybody asks you if it was used in Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> Which and of course, you always say yes. Yes. Everybody lies and says yes. Um, Absolutely. When it wasn't. Uh, all right. So she has a pirate boat in Baltimore. Yep. And they, Baltimore, Maryland, right? Yep. All right. So anyway, that, that's the interesting story there. I mean, we, we drank and, and did that, but there's the interesting story. Then I take off to New York. What did, what did he do? Uh, he does something with computers. They were in Vegas for like two weeks, and he says he's up there every year for about two weeks. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know what his whole deal is, but apparently he makes pretty good money. Apparently, because his wife went from being a domestic engineer to a pirate boat owner. Which I imagine a pirate boat's pretty expensive. You would think. Um I don't know. I mean, maybe the return on investment is pretty good. Like, what? Did, how much is a pirate boat? Like a yacht, a a bare bones yacht, which essentially is what a pirate boat would be, because you don't have all the luxury items. Hundred grand. So maybe uh, I would be higher than you that. Th- I don't know. I, I mean, you're not hundred grand gets you like a really nice wakeboard boat. Uh, I'm talking about a bare bones yacht, like a big ass sailboat. I think they're around 100, aren't uh, they? I would go higher than that. I don't know. I haven't shot for boats, so I'm just shooting off the hip. All right, let's say a half a million dollars. What do you buy the boat for? Half a million bucks. And I think, because I've been on that boat in San Diego, and I think I paid 20 bucks to get on that stupid thing. Um, plus 20 for Deanna, so we were like $40 in. So you catch plus a drinks bunch, when you're on. and <laughs> uh, Yeah, you catch a bunch of tourists. Uh, I It's I mean that's not bad. Half a million dollars in. You know, well, it's not, but you know, I mean, it is, it is like Baltimore. So what is what's your seasons out well, in Baltimore? That's my other thing. I mean, the two things that I know about Baltimore is Baltimore is in Maryland and the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, I don't know anything else about Baltimore. Um, it's it really cold there. Yeah. Well, so yeah. Not a lot of people are going to be cruising. You know, it's it, not your Christmas time. Hey, let's go on the pirate boat for yeah. our Christmas party. It's way way up there and. Anyway, so she owns a pirate boat in Baltimore, and he's a computer genius of some sort. He, he, he makes money doing it. He invented Apple or That's right. Atari or something like that. <laughs> ColecoVision. My wife's reading uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, uh, and uh, you know about the book. Right? Oh, yeah. Carrie read all three of them at the river. Oh, okay. Did your sex life improve? I don't know. I guess so. I mean, was there a point where she put down the book and she was like, you know, Randy and hey, let's let's. Uh, no, because she is uh, she just kind of goes right through, them. plows through it, doesn't really yeah, enjoy the went, experience. Well, no, she. But when she starts reading a book, she'll be done with it in like a day, two mm-hmm. days. Like that's what she'll do all day. She'll sit and just in read the trailer and read. And yeah, uh, Deanna doesn't read trashy novels. Um, I don't, actually, well, aside from Twilight. <laughs> which is trashy, um, which is total trash, which we could talk about Kristen Stewart, which I'm sure you heard of. Uh, yeah. Banged her way in uh, Snow White. Well, yeah, but she's a horrible actress. Yeah. <sighs> she's a boring actress. How's that? Yeah. I wouldn't I would say she's horrible. She's, she's just boring. Um, yeah, she's, she's on par with Keanu Reeves. She's just I, waiting for that <laughs> perfect Matrix role. <laughs> Matrix, he was boring. Replacements, no. yes. Oh, Keanu God. Reeves was great as uh, He was boring because he was supposed to be boring. Right. That's what I mean. He was but great. Like replacements, he's... he was good in replacements. I don't remember. Which is replacement? That's where the football team oh, uh, yes, yes, goes yes, on yes. strike and he goes on there. I, I thought he did. Point Break was a good one for him. Yeah. Point Bill Break. and Ted's was probably his best. So, uh, yeah, that would, yeah, that would be true, too. Uh, anyhow, uh, backtracking, backtracking, trashy novels. So she started reading it and uh, – and I, everybody's crazy about it. So I instructed her. I was like, "When, uh, tell me the moment that you start falling for Mr. Gray, like that you buy into this the story." Uh, so she's reading it, and then various things. I'm very curious about the beats of the story. Um, she'll stop and she'll tell me what's going on or or what has happened or why 
she likes what's going on and that sort of thing. Uh, and she just she's just passed. She's in the first one, um, just past the point of uh, them having sex for the first time. Uh, and the girl, whose name is uh, Anastasia, I think, uh, has not – I don't know how much you know about the book, but she hasn't signed the S&M contract. He, Mr. Gray, Christian Gray, has uh, given – the other fascinating thing where I'm really – it piqued my interest was a lot of people were talking about it. I, people, girls are reading it like mad. It's the summer novel. Um, it's being turned into a movie, and the author was given a $5 million advance on book four or whatever on the next book. So that really piqued my interest. I was like, holy crap, it's like Harry Potter all over again. What's going on with this thing? With adult porn. Yeah. Um, and so far as the wife has explained it to me or, or detailed it out, uh, it's written uh, beat for beat really well. Um, the girls uh, – the, the reason that my wife is now interested in Christian Grey is less about – I mean Christian's a billionaire – and, uh, and, it, and apparently gorgeous, as the book details out. But it's less about um, my wife liking Christian and more about my wife liking the character of Anastasia. And Anna, this is what Anastasia desires, so you're happy when your character gets what they want. Um, it's like uh, when Harry Potter, you're happy when he defeats Voldemort, whatever. That, that's the goal because you like Harry Potter. So one, I thought, oh, that's really an interesting perspective. And it seems, from a writing standpoint, it seems like a no-brainer, but it's something that a lot of people forget about. Uh, I just watched John Carter last night, uh, the John Carter of Mars movie. And what was that about? Um, I it wasn't about really John know. Carter. I had a whole discussion with somebody about films and how they should be named because you know, if you go to watch something about Harry Potter, you know it's about Harry Potter and the Wizards, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Well, John Carter is like, it's about John Carter, but who the hell's John Carter? Well, I mean, yeah. Terminator? I'm going in to see the Terminator. I know what the movie's about. Right. Uh, the Well, John Carter is a, was a colossal marketing nightmare, a mar- marketing fuck-up. Because no one knows what the hell John Carter is. Well, more than that, though. I mean, the title was bad, the poster was bad, the trailer was bad. You made a movie that is PG-13 and geared toward... 13-year-old boys. I mean, that's what every PG-13 movie is for, is 13-year-old boys. And the trailer feel, features nothing but a hunky, muscular guy. I mean, I don't even have the, uh, the love interest in the trailer. Uh, and if they do, it's just for moments. At least uh, Phantom Menace exploited Natalie Portman's look. So at least you knew that you were going to see, you know, Natalie Portman, who was, who's still pretty beautiful today, but she was, uh, I think, much more desirable for... Uh, the viewers back then um, who were younger and more close to her age or whatever. But Hmm. neither here nor there. I'm saying you're making a movie for 13-year-old boys. You need to exploit the love interest for those 13-year-old boys uh, because that's what they're going to go see. So you're not going to get them in in the – after they watch the trailer, you're not going to get them in the seats because all they see is just this hunky, muscular guy. And then you're not going to get girls in the seats because they see a hunky, muscular guy, but they have no idea. He's just, what is he doing? Because you couldn't really gauge from the trailer what the hell the movie was about. Uh, the poster is the hunky, muscular guy in front of a orange-red background with the words John Carter of it on it. I, no idea what it means. And the title is terrible. And the movie maintains like a 7 on IMDb. Uh, so apparently the movie was pretty good. It was just marketing that screwed it. That's what I've heard. I've heard it's pretty um, decent. Now, in general, I don't like uh, those types of fantasy movies because uh, I think they're usually done wrong. Uh, they just don't work and they're boring. Um, I love Indiana Jones. I love The Mummy. Um, National Treasure was a lot of fun, even though there's you know some flaws in it. Even Da Vinci Code was a lot of fun. Um, so those sort of adventure-type movies. I liked Harry Potter. I'm not a Lord of the Rings fan, though. Um, and but your wife is because she has uh, the ring. Uh, life, wife loves Lord of the Rings, and I don't get it. There's me either. Clerks too did it perfect. Uh, what does he do in Clerks too? He does. Uh, uh, what's his name? I can't think of his name now. But does I'll give you the movie. Randall. Rand- it's probably, it's probably yeah. It does it like he's like this is it. Then he starts walking. Then he turns around. Then starts walking back and drops the ring, like he gave the synopsis of all three of them of 
because you're walking towards something. Really? I don't. I've I saw Clerks two once. I haven't seen it. Actually, I saw it twice. It talks about Lord of the Rings and this whole. And thing I do remember about- Lord of the Rings being part of it. But for a long time, I I told this. I would tell people what Lord of the Rings was about, and I would reach down and I would pick up a ring and I would take three steps and I would throw it. And I'm like, that's essentially what Lord of the Rings is about. And I think I did that before Clerks. I don't even, I didn't even remember that it was in there. Maybe I'm copying it from Clerks. I have no idea. But that's, that's pretty much it. You, right. You get a ring, you walk a few steps. Okay, part two, you walk a few more steps. Right. Part three, walk a few more <laughs> steps, drop the ring. Movie over. No, actually, part three, it isn't that simple because then there's like nine endings to that movie. Uh, anyhow, John Carter... The director or whatever, the studio wanted to change the name from John Carter of Mars, which was originally the Prince of Persia or the Princess of Persia, uh, which probably would have been a better title because then at least you would be baiting people that there's going to be a princess in it who is never wearing a bikini. And that doesn't make sense to me either. I mean, you got a hot girl and you got a PG-13 movie. She should be at least half naked. Even in Aladdin, Jasmine wore a bikini. Oh, my God. Jasmine and Ariel, they're hot, right? Um but anyhow, uh, so then it was called John Carter of, Mar- Carter of Mars. Uh, but historically, movies with the name Mars in the title have been failures. And because it's an origin, st- or origin, origin story, um, he's actually John Carter of Virginia and then becomes John Carter of Mars by the end of it. Oh, that's right. Something about the Civil War. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. So I made it about an hour and then I gave up. And I walked out, and Deanna finished watching it, and I just—I thought, I—I I didn't think it was a terrible movie. I just get bored, like I usually do with those movies. People are fighting for—I uh, don't know what reason—and whatever reason they're fighting for, it's not strong enough for me to be interested in. It's just not—they're not character. The development of characters isn't strong enough, which I don't even know. I have totally lost track why we got over here on a John Carter <laughs> in character development. Um, Whatever. So, yeah, I didn't like John Carter. And what the hell? They were talking about Vegas and uh, all you can drink and your trip to. Then heading off to New York. New York and Baltimore. And I, That's I, what it was Baltimore. Then we talked about pirate ships and gone from there. I, yeah, but I have no idea how. I, I was trying to explain something. Oh, we were talking about Christian Gray. There we Character go. development. There it is. John Carter, I felt, had no character development, and I wasn't interested in this character and didn't want to take the journey with him. And that's usually the problem. Like, I'm interested in Harry Potter. I'm interested in Indiana Jones. And I want to see where they're going to go, what's going to happen to him. John Carter, I had no interest in. And this Christian Grey, the idea is not that you're interested in Christian. She's interested in Anastasia, the girl, uh, and wants to go on that journey. Uh, But Christian is built to be this... uh, uh, the perfect guy. I mean, he's a he's a billionaire. He's gorgeous. He's twenty eight years old. So you know, he's everything a girl wants. The key moment in there, he's he's an S and and he presents her with an S and M agreement that she must sign, and uh, uh, then based on that, they can now start a sexual relationship. But then he discovers, or she tells him that she's a virgin. She's a twenty three year old virgin. Um. And uh, so then immediately he says, well, we're going to have to take care of that now. And then they have sex. That's how he goes about it? Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's, I mean, that's the depth of that story. Now, the bizarre thing is that we're easy in high school. Yeah. Well, she's 23 years old. She's interested in her. And apparently she's not a virgin because she was saving it. She just never got around to it. Which, come on, even Deanna was like, you know, anybody who's gone to college, there's, it's not that you just never get around to it. If you're a 23-year-old virgin, you're ugly or you've made a choice. It can be extremely fat. Uh, well, that would be ugly too, right? I mean, when I say you're unappealing is what I guess I mean. Um, or you've made a conscious choice that you don't want to have sex. You were not just Jessica Simpson had the promise promise ring with her dad that she wasn't going to have sex. But that's a conscious choice. That's she's made a choice. Uh, If you are an attractive person, uh, there's no way that you make it to 23 and you're still a virgin unless you want to be. Um, So it's kind of a bizarre point in the story. But what I thought was brilliant is uh, that first moment uh, that is that the their sex is detailed 
allows every girl who's reading it to relive the loss of their virginity. That's how it becomes, uh, or it draws the character in, or the view, the reader in more. And so that's part of the points of the book that I think are really, at least what's being detailed to me. Well, really I'm bright. curious how it's going to be filmed because I hear it's very sexual. Well, I, as I mentioned, Deanna had, was shocked when I told her it was going to be a movie, and she was like, how are they going to make it a movie? And I said, but well... Carrie says, she's like, I don't know how, because everything is about sex. Right. The same way they made Exit to Eden into a movie. They're going to make it PG-13 and cast Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> and then it'll flop, and they'll wonder why. I mean, that's Exit to Eden. I don't know if you ever read... I actually read Exit to Eden. I have not. That book is filthy with S&M and weird shit, and... Uh, a guy gets fucked with a hairbrush and not the nice side of the hairbrush. <laughs> I mean, that movie is it's like a cleansing right there. Yeah. That book is pretty bad. And it became a comedy starring, uh, uh, Dana Delaney, who we got to see naked in that. That was cool. Uh, maybe it was, I think it was still PG 13 though. I know she was naked in it, but I think it was still PG 13 anyway. And Dan Aykroyd, Dan Aykroyd, I think is the guy who paints, it, or it just so the other cop with uh, Rosie O'Donnell. So, uh, yeah, so there we go. <laughs> We've gone nowhere on your vacation for 40 minutes. Uh, yeah. And uh, I can tell you Heaven's story. What is Heaven's story? <laughs> we'll fill five minutes, then we'll get to New York maybe in the next episode. So, we're at the river. Heaven is your daughter. Heaven's my daughter. She's 19. She's 19 so and hot. We're- we so, shouldn't talk about that, though. That's right. Uh, so, so we're at the river, right? And we get a phone call from Heaven saying she sublet a apartment from somebody uh, for the two months, June and July, because the girl, girl needs she to get She sublet two or she sublet she sublet her apartment to no, somebody? No, she's subletting from somebody. From somebody, okay. Because her apartment complex like closes when school's out. And right. they, then it opened during the summer. It's like a dorm room complex, which yeah, is but she, it's privately owned, though. Is, is she allowed to go there in her sophomore year? I thought it was just her... Well, she's not going to school this year, so it doesn't really matter. Ah, well, there's a story <laughs> that we'll get on at some point. Well, anyway, so she's uh, so she's subletting this, and she pays the first month rent, which she has issues with. First, it's supposed to be five hundred dollars, and the girl's like, "No, if you're going to move in now, it's going to be six hundred. So she, whatever, she pays the six hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So July comes around, which is the last month on this girl's rent because her uh, lease ends in July. So Heaven pays that month's rent. Uh-huh. Uh huh. On July first or second, whatever. So July 5th, she gets an eviction notice from them. Okay. From the girls. Claiming that they have, um, uh, that she had someone else living there or something like that. Okay. Heaven's like, no one else has lived here. Which, you know, I, I'm assuming it's true. I mean, if she did, what difference does it make? Someone sli- sleeping on the couch because when you're in college, you have people spend the night and stay right. over and all that. Right. Which I believe it's just going to be, I think the girls wanted someone to pay the rent. And once the rent was paid, they got her out. But it was sublet through the girls and not through the company. Well, that doesn't make sense. The girls would have a sucker and who would continue paying the rent. So, Well, that, that was the last month, though, because their lease ended in July. So that was their last month of rent. Oh, okay. So anyway, so now Heaven's out $600. I'm like, she needs to go sue him, whatever, get her money back. Uh, anyway, so Heaven starts living with this guy, or couch surfing, basically, in the same complex, but at some guy's house. Her car gets towed. In the dorm complex. No, this is no, a, this is the other just, place. just another okay. apartment complex. Right. So, so her car she, gets towed. So her car gets towed. Okay. So, of course, she calls us up and says, hey, you know, my car got towed. Can you, can you help me out? We're like, well, how'd your car get towed? Well, and we're like, are there signs or anything like that? She's like, yeah, but they never tow during the summer. <laughs> well, she's like, well, but it never, they never tow during the summer. I'm right. like, well, but... Obviously, they do, and there's right. signs up. Uh, no, they never get towed over the summer. Then how'd the car get towed? Uh, exactly. <laughs> if it never gets towed. Okay, so we're like, okay, uh, yeah, we'll pay for it. But if it ever happens again, you know, we're going to take your car, um, you know, cause, unless you can afford it, unless you're going to pay for it. Right. How uh, much was the tow? It's 160 All right. So, yeah, we forward, we, we give her 160 bucks, and she gets her car out. And uh-huh. you know, we give her the whole lecture about, you know, if it happens again, you know, either right. the car is going to stay or, or we're going to keep it or right. whatever the case is. To the 19-year-old. Yeah, to the 19-year-old. Uh-huh. Okay, so let's go a week into the future. I get a phone call. Uh-huh. The car got towed okay. from the same exact place. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so needless to say, I, I do have Heaven's car. So if anyone wants to buy a 1990 Ford Mustang 5.0. You have Heaven's car in well, yeah, your she, house? Yeah, because she couldn't afford to where's, get it. Where's Heaven right now? She's San Luis Obispo. So she's up in San Luis. How'd she get back? 
she took the train with some friends. Okay, so she's living. Well, because well, the deal was, we told her, you know, we're gonna, if you can't pay for it, but it's 160 to get it out, mm-hmm. and which she didn't have the money to get it out, and then it's 50 dollars a night on top of that. Mm-hmm. So the longer it stays, the, the more, it's, more, and then it gets impound or gets becomes auctioned so, off. Yeah, so whatever. yeah, so we gave her the option. I'm like, I'll get it out if the car stays at our house until you pay us back the money. Are you charging her fifty dollars a day? I should, huh? You should. It's the same just as keep with the, the impound, car. right? Um, well, San. Actually, I don't know if that's such a bad thing. I think you can get around San Luis without a car. Uh, it's it's actually, it's actually, it is difficult. She actually moved out to Morro Bay now, which is further away, right, and much cheaper. <laughs> yeah, she said she can find it. Anyway, yeah, that's where she's at now. So now she has to take the bus. We drove. We drove through Morro Bay on uh, on vacation a month ago, um, and you know, nice, beautiful little place to live. And yeah, I I don't know how she can afford to live in Morro Bay. It's a it's a guest house from somebody. There's a little artsy lady, I guess, lives in the front house, and they live in the back. It's her and a roommate. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, that's just the you know that, that's heaven right there. Towed twice in a week from the right. same exact place. And she's not she's she's giving up on on school. She has decided to give up on school right now. She just doesn't think she can afford it. Of course, you know she, her twenty hours a work a week working is taxing on her. I'm sure. Right. Um, and she was going to school to become a nurse. So is well, her. That's what she says. She's she doesn't have a goal, which is part of her problem. Right. Well, the nursing was her goal, but I, it's but not she's a strong not, enough goal. Yeah. She's not she's not what do I want to say? She's not passionate enough about it or she's not driven enough to it. Yeah, she likes that's, the that's idea of wanting to be is. a nurse, but she I don't think she has that as right. really her end goal. Right. I like the idea of being a hot stripper, but I'm just not driven to rock the pole. I need to get some insanity going in here. In, what? Insanity, <laughs> the the program, the workout. Oh, I don't think that would make me a hot female stripper. <laughs> yeah, probably not female, no. Pole. no. Uh, so she's given up on school and is just going to work 20 hours a week? Well, she's looking for Well, she's in Morro Bay. She's not working at Radio Shack. She's she, still over at Radio Shack. Okay. Does she transfer to Morro Bay or she drives in? Uh, she takes the bus. The bus can get her to the Radio Shack. That Except early enough. I guess there's yeah. one that doesn't get there on Saturday mornings in, in enough time, but usually mm-hmm. takes the bus. But yeah, I just thought that was an interesting tidbit of heaven. Morro Bay is not a bad place for her, though, I guess, because she is, she is an attractive girl, and it, it's probably the point where she finds her own Christian Grey, a billionaire who can just take care of her. Um, That'd so. be nice. The guy she's dating right now also goes to school, but doesn't have a car. I don't understand how people... How people get around without cars? I don't, I don't understand. I mean, your daughter... They're living in L.A. area anyway, but that's not L.A., but it is still... If I was a tough. 19-year-old attractive girl, I would totally be dating, like, 30-year-old rich men. Like, why, why wouldn't you? That's- I met a girl at the river who was like that, um, who... She was really cute, and she's like, uh, I'm, I'm just looking for someone who has money. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I mean, if you're attractive enough and you, you have no other goals in life, I mean... Why would you date from your own broke ass friendship pool? Like, <laughs> just because the guy is thirty doesn't mean that you know he's uh, you have nothing in common with him. I mean, you might like the Twilight movies. <laughs> I don't know. When I go to fraternity parties and sorority parties, and you're down there talking to these girls, and you're like, I got nothing with these in common with these girls. Well, that's true, but we're also not thirty. We're not. No, unfortunately. <laughs> Damn it. Um. I think a lot of there was a lot of uh, growth between twenty five and thirty, thirty and thirty five, and thirty five and forty. Um, and I, I guess I, it'll be curious to see if that growth continues. Although I have a feeling it won't, because that's why the midlife crisis happens at forty. Um, you know, we're no longer the. Uh, at forty, you no longer want to change the world. You just like want to get through the day. <laughs> like, That's right. Like, it is what it is. Right. <laughs> Shit is what it is. And I uh, had 20 years from retirement. <laughs> like, uh-huh. Get off my back and just leave me alone. You know, you, you're paying the house bill, the car bill, whatever the bills are. And that's it. You're no longer trying to, you know, rock the world. I'm not um, trying to impress anyone anymore. Yeah. You, as I sit here in an undershirt. <laughs> um, we talked about my buddy Brian and I were in Vegas. We talked about that, how, you know, People drive up in their Pintos to Vegas and they'll blow like thousands yeah. of dollars to make themselves look good and what they wear. And then they drive back home in their Pinto to live with mom and dad or whatever the case may be. But they got to have that appearance of looking good. Well, and, and now I'm just like, eh, whatever. 
Yeah, you can roll through uh, like Pacoima, and you can see like Escalades and these expensive ass vehicles parked in front of apartments. Because mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's just an appearance thing. And uh, there, yeah, you start to get to forty, and you just don't give a shit about that stuff anymore. No, nope, <laughs> it like, doesn't matter. It right. is what it is. It is what it is. Um, but at thirty. I think I would be – well, I knew. I, actually, I know because at 30, we were out filming uh, Half-Naked Girls or Naked Girls in Havasu and in, uh, Mardi Gras and stuff like that. And I was far more interested in the things that, that they talked about, that you know, 18-year-old, 19-year-old porno girls talked about. It's just today that – well, I guess girls in general, but it's just today that, yeah, listening to an 18-year-old tell you about her problems is <laughs> – like, Shut the fuck up. Exactly. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> like it's, Get the fuck out. <laughs> that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Um, you look good. You drape well, but so I don't want a conversation with you. I think if I was 19 year, a 19-year-old attractive girl, I'd be looking like 25 to 30-year-old guys. Hot car and f- then figure out like you go on a couple of dates. At least have to have a car. <laughs> well, that's where it would start, right? Because that's what you – you would meet someone with a – a hot car who is in that age group and that would be the, how do they dress what do they drive and then a couple of dates and in those couple of dates you'd want to see where they lived mm-hmm. uh, do they have a career yes yeah, so like what do you do i work at oh, I, I work at uh, best buy oh. of i was a substitute teacher until i was 36 so <laughs> well yeah but uh i, I had toys right uh, not really you had a green computer i did a green computer <laughs> i had a bus uh, yeah, I wouldn't call that a toy. That wasn't impressive at all. I don't think I ever saw it run. Uh, we went camping in it. You didn't get toys until you got married. Um, what toys did you have? Uh, let's see. I had the jet ski. I still had my I had dirt bikes. I had the street bike. I didn't have the Harley then, but I had the street no. bike. So, all right. Well, 51 minutes. Maybe we'll go on to uh, the rest of your vacation in uh, the future later. So, uh, yeah, I guess. We still don't have anything that we would say at the end. Kevin Smith says, have a week. Uh, Brian, Mark and Brian, which Mark, Mark and Brian are no longer on the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 25 years. Yeah. It's bum. Well, uh, actually, Mark is no longer on the air. It'll be interesting tomorrow morning. Is Brian going to be there? Or no, what? he's not. They actually, he quit. Uh, his wasn't happy with his contract, and he's doing a podcast with Julie from The Love Boat. Can't remember what her real name is, but really, yeah, he's he's moved he was on trying, to podcast. He, he was trying to well, so that's like Mark. the loser bottom of the bar- Mark is in podcast. Yes, he is. Him and his wife and the kids are going to be podcasting from North Carolina. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought he was done. And Brian's going to be doing. He he's trying to get a contract with KLS, and they whatever the reason they decided not to because they were going to bring Julie. Or what was she the hostess or whatever the love boat? <laughs> there, well, which love boat? There was the original. The original, love boat? yeah. What is she like? Sixty? I don't think she's that old, but she's she's a comedian. I don't know. And she, origi- she has her own, and she has her own radio station and our, our radio show. Oh, so she right she's now. been an on air talent. Since yeah, then. Okay. Uh, but I guess whatever happened, that was the big announcement on Friday. Oh, uh, they actually on vacation, so you have the best of Mark and Brian through uh, September fourth. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. So Mark and Brian are done. But they used to say, be good humans. So we had to, I, I, I tell my kids, have a day. Have a day. Well, that's like what Kevin okay. says, have a week. That's where we could go with this. Going to tie my pecker to a tree. Going to tie my pecker to a tree. All right. Till next time. Be sure to leave your feedback, comments, and suggestions on iTunes. We'll read all of those. And for more information on the show, visit getconvinced.com.